What's going on, folks? This is Case Catholic Radio, and I am your host, Steve Perry. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, and that means it is time for our second Topic Tuesday. Okay, so the software that I use can't actually produce that effect, so I had to fake it with my voice. Don't judge. So, those of you who tuned in, who tuned in yesterday will remember that today we're starting a two-day discussion on the question of salvation. Today, we're going to be talking about the how of salvation. How we, as sons and daughters of God, are saved. And tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the who of salvation, namely the question, who can be saved? I think that this is a really important topic to talk about, not only because it's salvation and it's important to know what we do or don't need to do to receive it, but also because there's a lot of misinformation out there on what Catholics believe about both the how and the who of salvation. So, in order to bust a couple of myths, and to help our listeners, both Catholic and non-Catholic, to know what we actually believe, let's dive in to our Topic Tuesday. So, for a long time now, there has been a pretty lively debate among various Christian denominations about whether we're saved by our faith in Christ, or whether we're saved by our good works. This conversation came to the fore about 500 years ago, when debates between Martin Luther and the Church picked up at the start of the Reformation. A quick aside for those of our listeners who are less familiar with Christian history, who may not know what the Reformation is. So, for the first 1500 years after Christ died and rose from the dead, the Church and the Western world was unified. Once we hit about the year 1515, and my history is a little bit rusty on this period, so I don't remember the exact year, there was a German priest named Martin Luther who started to develop some problems with the teachings and the practices of the church. Before long, what looked at first like sincere attempts at fraternal correction from both ends, from Luther to the church and from the church to Luther, led to tempers flaring until ultimately... Luther established his own church apart from the Catholic Church, which came to be called the Lutherans. After that, the floodgates opened and others such as John Calvin and Ulrich Zwingli started their own churches, and these broke down into what today are about 30,000 different denominations of Christianity. Anyway, so back to the topic at hand. Luther had a handful of problems with the church, but one of the most famous sticking points for him was that he believed contrary to the church, that we are saved purely by our faith in Christ, by which he meant our way to salvation was simply belief in Christ. The church turned back and said, no, works are important as well. We put our salvation in serious risk if we believe in Christ and live as though we didn't. So you'd think that this controversy would be easy to solve, like all you'd need to do is look at scripture and see what it says, right? If only it were that easy, because when you read the letters that went back and forth between Luther on the one side and St. Francis de Sales and Erasmus, for example, on the other side, you see that both sides have scripture passages to back up their points of view. Luther can point to passages like John 3.16, the most famous verse in all of scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him 
might not perish but have eternal life. That makes it seem like all we need is faith, right? But then those who are defending the church's point of view that more than just faith is needed, more than just belief is needed, can look to John 6, where Christ says, If you do not eat my flesh and drink my blood, you do not have life within you. Which makes it seem like the work of worship is the deciding factor in our salvation, right? And they can also look to the Gospel of Matthew, where Christ says that those to whom you can say, when I was hungry, you fed me, will spend eternity in heaven. And those to whom he must say, when I was hungry, you did not feed me, will spend eternity separated from him. This makes it seem like works of love are all that we need. So with scripture saying all of these things, where does that leave us? Are we saved by faith or by our works? Well, luckily, as the church, we're not left to answer this question ourselves. Maybe the greatest of all the graces that Christ left the church after he ascended into heaven was leaving his Holy Spirit to guide us. And the Spirit leads us to a passage in the book of James that is the key to understanding how these seemingly disparate passages fit together. It reads as follows. What does it profit, my brethren, if a man says he has faith but has not works? Can his faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and in lack of food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what does it profit? So, faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. And James, a couple lines down, drives the point home. He says, You believe that God is one. Even the demons believe this and shudder. And then later the passage finishes, As the body apart from the spirit is dead, so faith apart from works is dead. Through what we learn in this passage, all of the other passages we read that seem to almost contradict each other, at least challenge each other, they all fit together. James is telling us that true faith is not just belief. It's not just an intellectual assent. It's not just saying, I believe what Jesus says is true. Because like James says, even the demons can do that. By faith, man not only assents to what Jesus taught, but makes a total offering of himself, including his will, to Christ. And what we gather from the book of James is that when you make this sort of gift of faith, this gift of your whole self to Christ, your faith becomes visible in the way you live your life. Through your faith, you see Christ hungry and feed him. You see him thirsty and give him drink. You see him naked and clothe him. And it's not in these works in and of themselves that we cooperate in our salvation. As we said yesterday, not one of us can earn our salvation. But it is instead in the faith, the total commitment of myself to Christ, that leads to these works, and that is strengthened by these works. So, to take a page out of one of my favorite professors' book, his name is David Fagerberg, and he loves to answer questions this way. Do we cooperate in our salvation? Do we work together with Christ in our salvation by our works, or do we do so by our faith?
Yes. All right, guys. So that's the first half of our Topic Tuesday this week. Join us tomorrow as we talk about what the church teaches on whether people outside the church can also be saved. And if you're listening to this within a day or two of it coming out, join us at Newman Night this Thursday, as Megan Wilson writes from John Carroll University will be talking to us about the saints. Promises to be a really good time, so we hope to see you guys there. Until tomorrow, y'all, remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Peace!